When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. Truly, Late nights, early speak mornings. Mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, is the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What's good, wealthy people? It is your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance team. One of the founders, leaders, whatever you want to call it. Man, we got another great installment of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast for you today. And before we get into it, before I introduce my brother and the guest, got to make sure y'all like, rate, comment, subscribe, leave a review. Make sure that y'all continue to push this message out there to the people. As mentioned, man, I'm here with my brothers from another Jalen Clark. How you doing, bro? I'm doing I'm doing amazing. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm a little bit off the tequila. Tequila, tequila, I tequila. So this episode's about to be fire. Uh I'm I'm really great. I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little hungry as well, though. Yeah, yeah. We've been, we been potting, dog. We've been potting. <laughs> but yeah, we have been potting our ass off. So uh I'm actually great. How about you, bro? Man, I'm doing pretty well. Like I said, we just in here. It's another day in Dallas, Texas. I've been drinking the tequila too. I'm up, I'm awake, and I'm excited for this episode. It's a brother we've been connected with for on and off while. the net. Well, on the net for a while. And we a finally made a time. connection off the net yesterday uh, at our event in Dallas, Texas, uh, Black Wealth Now. If, if you wasn't there, you played yourself. Fucking up. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, you played yourself. I'm telling you, you played yourself. And as mentioned, man, I guess today he is a man out here educating people on getting to the bag and building wealth through real estate in one of the quote unquote hardest markets 
Now, in one of the hardest, the most expensive markets for damn show, mm-hmm. uh, the founder of Living Rent Free, Mr. Mark Jones. What's up, you guys? Thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited. We've been connected for a while. David, Jalen, just behind, uh, connected with David. Um, when I first started my brand, the first people or first person that was a big brand that supported me was David by sharing the message. Damn, I didn't even remember things. that. Yeah, man. And so... Um, now we chilling here, sipping the tequila, about to talk real estate, building wealth, and I'm excited to be here, man. So thank you guys for having hey, me. Hey, man, I appreciate I'm you. I'm so happy this shit could come full yeah, yeah, yeah. circle, so, bro. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> you were the first one, man. I'm like, what is this page reposting me? And, you know, it was just something that was speaking Black to our people. Black Wealth Movement? Yeah. Black Wealth Movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know about Black Wealth Renaissance. I figured that out through David's page, Black Wealth Movement, and then it just was history from there, man. So you guys are doing some amazing things yourself, so... I appreciate that, appreciate bro. That, Definitely. Bro. And it goes to speak just the reason of sharing in the first place, you're providing value. And that's what I know you can do. Uh, just like explaining your story and getting into uh, really how to build wealth through real estate. So, Mark, for the people who don't know you, could you please give them an introduction to yourself? Yeah. So my name is Mark Jones, as they already said, uh, founder of Living Rent Free, uh, born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm a real estate investor, um, online entrepreneur, realtor. You can You can say a lot of different things to describe me, but... Um, the, the key in starting a brand was I struggled to build wealth. I was trying to figure out how can I get ahead mm. in LA, one of the most expensive mm. markets and, and make it work. Right. And make shit, make shit shake. If I can say that. Yeah. Um, and so when I figured it out and I kind of cracked the code buying a triplex in the Inglewood area in Los Angeles, which is up and coming booming area. Um, I said, I got to share this with everybody, especially black people. I got to share this. So, um, yeah, that was a movement. I started, I started living rent free and I just started off just providing value and creating content to give people gain that they can apply and change their lives. Um, and it just grew from there, man. So, so yeah, that's it. So, so so Mark, can you take us through your journey? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, how old are you right now? My brother? 32. 32. Mm -hmm. So when, what was it like? looking at like oh i want to buy here but damn it's expensive as hell what was that process like of finding that real estate property that fit everything checked off the boxes and you were actually able to close on it Jalen, man it was it was hard as hell and honestly it started off sooner than that it started off like 10 years ago my real estate journey started off like 10 years ago mm-hmm. so I, I graduated from school mm-hmm. and i did everything i was told you know what i mean I, I went to school got my degree i started working as a professional quote unquote making my money but I wasn't making no progress. I wasn't getting ahead. I couldn't stack. I didn't know about like um, real estate investing. I didn't know about stocks. Now we got all these, you know, Black Over Renaissance podcast brands teaching us. But 10 years ago, I didn't have that. And my biggest bill was rent. Mm. So I said, if I could get rid of this rent every month, I could stack. I could get ahead. So I'm like, how the fuck am I, I going to figure out how to get rid, of, get rid of the rent? And that's when Living Rent Free came about. I was talking to my pops. My pops always was like interested in real estate, put me on the real estate. He owned real estate in L.A., Ballin Hills, different parts of L.A. Um, he owned multifamily in L.A. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, just to, just to clear things up, though, put it out there, my dad was a, was a drug dealer. So mm-hmm. he didn't graduate from high school. He was put out on the street when he was young, and so he had to come up and figure it out. He got into um, selling drugs, selling cocaine, trafficking, became a, you know like a distributor. But uh, he put some of his profits into real estate, and he used to teach me about real estate. So I said, he said, look, why don't you buy a property instead of blowing your money on rent? Um, bought my first property using FHA, um, very little down. That's a program where it's called Federal Housing Association, Federal Housing Administration, I should say, um, where you can put down 3.5% and you can control an asset with only 3.5% down. 
So where I was living at the time, they didn't have a bunch of multifamily properties. So I bought a single family property and I rented out the rooms. So that was my initial start, actually finding a property. And back then, all I wanted to, to do was to live rent free. I wanted my mortgage to be paid for, my taxes, my insurance to be covered. And if that was covered, I was Gucci. I didn't mind paying the the, uh, the landscape or cutting the grass myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind, you know, splitting the utilities with them, the little extra expenses, the maintenance and repairs. I was like, I'm still getting ahead because I'm in LA County and I'm not paying rent. I'm Gucci. So that's how I started. But the new triplex, it was like another level. So I could talk about that too, but I just wanted to say how it started. Okay. So you go, you buy your first property. What was it? A three, two? It was like a three, two. Yep. It was three, two. That's exactly right. Yep. Did you rent out? Both of the uh, uh, additional rooms? Yeah, yeah, I had to. I was in the master. So if I had a you know, shorty over or whatever, I sat the master so I could still have my master. But um, I rented out the two two uh, single bedrooms to, it was some, it was an engineer. It was a white girl's engineer is my first one. And a brother who um, worked in aerospace. Young yeah. dude. Crazy thing was, he saw my library. He saw what I was doing. He said, I'm trying to get on. I'm trying to get like you. Um and he bought a property when he moved out. That's hard. After I put him on. Yeah, he was the first one that I saw apply it. And I'm like, wow, like, younger dude, he's listening to me. I think I was like 24. He was like 21, 22. And he bought a bigger house. He bought like a five, six bedroom and started cash flowing crazy off the five, six bedroom. And um, Bought it with FHA too? FHA. He ran a play. Yeah. He ran a play. I told him, it's this funny thing too. I told him, look, you can eat some of my food. You can walk through the hallways. Y'all can make noise. The one rule y'all can never break, don't touch my fucking library do not go through my books because the books saved me knowledge got me out of poverty knowledge got me to to being able to buy the property and i don't want nobody to touch my books but it was like an open library it was like a glass door so he would go and read the titles he's like man you, you own this man you building wealth you i'm trying to get in your position i said no i'm cooling bro i'm just chilling he said nah man give me the game man give me the game so i was like look you seem serious so i put him on um and yeah, bro, now I think he bought like a four unit after that too. He yeah. bought a four unit after the single family property because he kept stacking and he just kept growing from there, man. So, so yeah, it was a three, two. I'm sorry, I'm going off on 10. Oh, no, you good. But it was on three, three, two. How man. long were you in that, in that, uh, property? So I was in that property, I think for a year or two, like a year or two of stacking. And the mortgage was about like a thousand or like 1100. Oh, that's and still not bad. Yeah. And what year, so ten years ago. So 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 this was so this was like I got into I got interested in real estate in ten years ago when I was twenty two, but I didn't pull the trigger. That's another thing. People procrastinate. Mm -hmm. You learn about real estate. You have people around you that are teaching you about real estate, but you don't make a move um, until years later. So I got into it at like twenty two. I was interested. I was gonna pull the trigger. Didn't jump into the game until I was like twenty four. So this is twenty. 14 mm -hmm. I think I closed on the property stayed until like 2016 and then I rented it out and created it as a total turned into a total pure rental property when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper ludicrous having trouble don't panic don't be alarmed you need to file a claim holla at State Farm like a good neighbor State Farm is there that's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So that was that's the timeline with that property. Gotcha. Yeah. So whenever you 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 got your first property, stacked your bread. 
my brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. What was the next play after that? So you did you move out and go back to renting, or what, what was the move? So this this was the play, man. It was um, honestly, this is something that I give people like you always have to have a plan because I didn't have a plan. My first plan was just delivering free, but I started blowing it on hotels, traveling with, with, with young women I was dating, eating now. I wasn't stacking money like I should have been. Mm-hmm. I was spending it because I'm like I'm enjoying life. That went on for a few months, and I realized no, let me start stacking. So I started stacking. But I was trying to figure out how to get to um, L.A. Because I was in a suburb of L.A. This mm-hmm. is L.A. County. So um, L.A. County is kind of like out here you have Dallas, you have North Dallas, you have Mesquite, you have the different suburbs. So I was in a suburb. So um, I moved out and I moved in with my fam in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I'm like, they like, you already own property. Why don't you go rent? I'm like, I want to take down a multifamily here in L.A. That's my next play. So... Um, Hey, so that's yeah. major because most people you own property. Most people not going to live with their people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 tough, man. Um, I made the sacrifice, bro. I saw what it was. Let me tell you this: I bought the property, and in two years, it went up in value a hundred grand. And so, seeing that, even if you got a good job, most people are not saving fifty grand a year after taxes. Mm-mm, that's facts. Stacking fifty grand a year after taxes, and here's a gym. If you live in a property. Um, a primary residence and you sell the property, say it goes up in value hundred grand and you profit 80 after expenses or 60 or 70, whatever it is, you don't have to pay capital gains tax. The government incentivized, we were talking about that at the event last night, the government incentivized real estate investors and they want people to buy real estate so you don't have to pay capital gains tax if you're living in your primary residence and you've been living there for two of the last five years. So I lived there for that two year period. So if I were to sell, I could profit off that and just pure Capital gains. I mean, mm-hmm. appear without capital gains. So without having to do like a 1031? No 1031. It's it's like a lot of people know about the 1031. People don't know about this one where if you lived in it, a primary residence, sales a duplex, triplex, four unit, whatever, or a single family, and you sell it, you don't have to pay capital gains tax because it's your primary residence. That's hard. It's soup. It's cold-blooded. Shout out to Uncle Sam. We appreciate you. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, but to, to fast forward to how I got to the multifamily, I'm like, if I could do this in a suburb and my property goes up in value in two years, what could I do if I'm in L.A. proper? If I'm near the Stable Center, if I'm near where Kobe played, or if I'm near where the Olympics is going to be at, if I'm near the beach. Um, and I couldn't figure it out, man. It was too expensive. I was looking in tough markets. But I met this young lady that owned two four units and she was my age. Mm. And it blew my mind because I was about to leverage the first property and buy two more out of single family. Get more, you already got me two more single family, rent out the rooms, the same play. But I was on the phone with her. She worked at a brokerage. And she's like, we're going to help you do that. We're going to help you run that play if that's what you want to do. But you told me that you're interested in multifamily. I own two four units. So if you want to run the four unit thing, I can I can share. So I'm like, you own two four units. I think she was like 26 at the time. It was 2016. I was 26. She's my age. She's 26. She owns two. That's eight units in L.A. 
Now she's a multimillionaire. She owns 20 units in LA now. We still in contact. But she taught me how to do it, man. I pulled it off. I bought the triplex. Um, and uh, the rest been history, man. It's gone up in value almost 400000 since Jesus. I bought it. And it's only been a couple years, man. So Shit. did yeah. you use the FHA on both of the properties? So what I had to do was... I discovered this program and I've been going crazy about it. And I know now it's well known because I think everybody's talking about it now. But when I first came on the scene, I didn't see a lot of people talk about it. It was NACA program. You, NACA use, program. NACA, you use NACA as I well? Use NACA. I use NACA, bro. So this is the thing. I So you only have to put down 3.5% FHA, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to use closing. You have, there's closing costs. There's reserves. So in LA, on a million dollar property, excuse me, hitting the mic, in LA, say you get a million dollar property, you need between closing costs and down payment, that's like fifty five grand. Hmm. So it's fifty five grand plus you need six months of reserves. If the property is a four unit and it's a million dollar property and the mortgage is six grand, six times six is thirty six. So between the fifty five k and the thirty six grand, you almost need a hundred grand. You need like eighty something grand. And so I'm looking at it like, okay, it sounds good. You can do FHA and just get in. And I talked to the, the home girl that owned two units. She's like, oh, just ask the family for that. And I'm like, like uh, I ain't got that uh, shit. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen it's like that. Fly. And so she comes from a, um, I think she's like part Jewish and half Creole or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Jewish people. The they Jewish got is it. different. They, they got the money. And so I just told her, I was like, I ain't got it like that, whatever. But what I did was I sold the first property because I was like, you know what? I realized sometimes we hold on to peanuts. Mm. We don't want to let go to go grab gold. Ooh. Mm. You speak. You speaking heavy right now. Come on, Wait a run that back for we, him. Sometimes we're gripping and holding on to peanuts and afraid to let go so we can get gold. And I realized that I said, "Damn, I'm holding on to this single family up in the suburbs when I can own a multi-family in LA and keep growing as an investor." So I sold it, no capital gains tax. I profited like a little over sixty grand. Um, you got to pay. You got to pay your agents, both sides, mm-hmm. closing costs, all that, right? Um, so I profited, but I didn't, I pocketed it because I use FHA, uh, NACA, which is no, no down payment, no closing costs. So with no down payment, no closing costs. I, everything just went to the bank. I got a question with NACA because mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my coworkers about it. They stated that they put some type of 20 year whole mortgage or something on it. <laughs> Wait, twenty year hold or twenty year twenty mortgage? year mortgage? Like okay, hold hold on the mortgage. Yeah, like okay, it. it was like she, you can't like refinance out of it. Like a lien. yeah, some type like of lien. lien on it. So I think this is the thing too. It's a lot of it's a lot of misinformation out on the NACA program. So I like to clarify: there is a twenty five thousand dollar lien. Okay, and they were talking about that last night. How there's um, loans where hundred percent hundred percent finance zero down, but you have to live there. Excuse me. You have to live there for five years. Mm-hmm. With NACA, they put a lien for five years on the property. They want you to stay there for five years. And what that means is, doesn't mean you can't sell the property. You can sell the property with no issues. Um, but if you're trying to do a cash out refinance, if you're trying to do a refinance, or you're trying to do a home equity line of credit, and what that is, is that all those things raise up your mortgage payment. They're a neighborhood assistance corporation of America. They are a community development organization. They're investing in black, Latino, lower income neighborhoods, and they don't want us to lose our homes. So they're saying, if you're going to be refinancing this, we have to approve it first. Mm -hmm. And so how do I know? Um, I've actually taken money out of my triplex because it went up 400 grand. Never let your equity sit dead. If you have if you have equity in your property, you want to wisely, carefully and prudently Leverage that equity and buy more real estate. And 
what you invest in has to give you more more money than it's costing you the debt. Mm. That's why it's in, that's wise use of leverage. You don't want to be over leveraged, but you want to use a wise usage of the debt. So I tapped into it, and I thought it was a three year lean. So I thought I was clear. It's been like I think it's just hit three years this summer, um, but they were like, "Nah, that's a five year lean. Like y'all gotta go, you gotta go through us." So that's the lean. But I have friends that have sold their four units after a couple of years. They don't take any money away. Okay. You can sell it. It's no problem. But in terms of cash out refinance, refinance, or HELOC, there's a lean on it. So, so, so you, you have to sell, but you can't use the leverage strategies. If you use it, they have to approve it. And what it is is they only have, they have, and I'm going to tell y'all, you always got to be careful with certain things, especially when it's recorded, right? But mm-hmm. like, there's two ways that they allow you to leverage and refinance and pull money out. You can do it for home improvement, mm-hmm. or you can do it for education. After you pull the money out, they're not knocking to see if you're going to Louisiana State. They're not knocking to see seeing if you renovated the home. They don't do like FHA 203K where they come and they want you to double check and they check everything. I'll send the inspector. They're not doing that, but they make you go through a budget and make sure you can afford the new payment because the payment mm-hmm. is going up. But once you can afford you prove that, they'll, they'll give you the clear. You can go, excuse me, you can go get the refinance, go get the home equity line of credit, and use that money for education and for renovating the property. But nice. they don't check what you're using it for. But once you get that approval, you can go and use education and renovation. That's it. I, I got, got you. you. Okay. Like my boy Andre Haynes said, they ain't got no damn knack of patrol running around here going knock on your door, man. Them niggas not coming check. They don't have the resources, man. There's no application. They badly can uh, take the workload. <laughs> they're, but they're disorganized. It's a nonprofit. But I always say publicly and privately, I don't recommend mortgage fraud. I don't recommend any type of shady behavior. But he's true. He's right. What Andre said, they don't have those resources. So you want to follow the rules, but rules are meant to be. They're malleable. There you go. We're we going to say broken. Just, just a little malleable. malleable. And so um, use it wide, you know, do things wisely. So um, you can you can use it and leverage still um, and you can sell. You could profit. Like one of my one of my um, homegirls from college. Her property went up in value like 880 grand Jesus. in a couple years. This is LA, bro. This LA is cold blooded out here. It's cold blooded. And she sold it, um, cashed out, and she just bought property in Ohio, um, rental property. I think so she bought a whole lot of property. Bro, she she ran it up, man. I think she owns like 12, 12 units out there or something like that. And now she's getting crazy cash flow from the um from the Cleveland market, which we know is really cheap and it's high in cash flow. So people look at the program and it's like, oh, you have to stay there. Oh, you got these liens. You can still use it to build wealth. And especially with equity. Remember what I said? My property went up in value 100 grand in two years. This other property in LA, 400 grand in two and a half years. That's the triplex. Triplex, 300 grand in two years. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, It was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring a ding ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Four hundred grand in two and a half years. You're not going nowhere. I could, like, I made a lot of money last year. I made a lot of money last year. Ain't no way I'm saving 150, 200, 300 grand in a year or two. Even if you're making two, three, four, five hundred, it's hard. Yeah, you going out drinking, you you spending money, you investing money, you're taking trips, taking all trips. Of it. You're not gonna turn around at the end of the year and you got this equity stack like that. You're not gonna invest in stocks and they're gonna turn around like that. But real estate will, 
and you can leverage it, you could grow. And um, people get kind of caught up in just a little cash flow that's coming through. And they're like, why do I make this investment? There's faster money, but long term, it's bulletproof. Man. No equity appreciation. Yeah. Like real estate. None of that, man. So you, you got to have that, man. That's how you get rich, bro. Half a mil in two years? That's crazy. Yeah, you can't beat that shit. Think, think about this. In 20 years, in 30 years, it's paid off. It's over there by the um, stadium, the SoFi Stadium, Rams, Chargers, all that. That's where the um, the Super Bowl was. Mm-hmm. My my property's on the same street. It's on Manchester where the Super Bowl was. So say in 30 years that's paid off, I'm renting that out 10 grand a month, and it's worth three mil when I bought it under under a mil. You said You yeah. said bro. So people just got to realize you can make one good decision in your 20s and your 30s, and you'll be set in your 50s and your 60s. So Man. Do you still live there? You have to. You have to. (laughs) Okay. So right now I'm in Dallas. Right now I'm in Dallas, but I'm house hacking it. So I live in one unit, but um, you know I travel, man. So sometimes I sublet it, I sublet it, I sublet it, and sublease it. I'm sorry, I'm mixing up the different words. Sometimes I sublease. I'm being transparent, man. So sometimes I'll sublease it to travel nurses. They have a three month period, but it's still my primary residence. So I I I follow, like I said, I follow the guidelines, follow the rules. But um, nothing says you can't go and travel if that's a part of your work or school. Like, I'm going to Finland um, next week. I go to UCLA. So I'm doing uh, Finland, going to Europe. So I'm renting it out to travel nurse while I'm traveling. So that's totally within the guidelines. That's, that's cool. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're putting that out there, man. Yeah. So, Mark, could you walk us through the numbers on that deal? I know you sold the other house yep. so you could go ahead and buy the triplex. Yep. Uh, what, what was the the... The per- you got it through NACA purchase price. Yeah, I can, so it was I the can run some price. numbers. Yeah, I can run some numbers. So I bought it at six forty. This is in twenty nineteen. Um, interest rate was two percent. That's another benefit of NACA is that before the interest rates were crazy low during COVID, they I got still had it I got two percent already. <clears throat> Even two now for the COVID people, they're all I got two point seven. I got two point eight. I got three. Two is cold blooded, but why that's important is that I use negotiation strategies to get the seller to buy down the interest rate. So I think he gave me like 18 or 20 grand towards interest rate buy down. Um, so that kept my mortgage low. What, what incentivizes a seller to do that? Good question. So I think when you're going into a deal, you want to keep your offer clean and pretty like Kelly Rowland. Mm. So you don't. So that is a that's that's a pretty beautiful offer. beautiful lady beautiful lady. So you don't want to you don't want to ask for a bunch of concessions up front. You want to ask for a bunch of negotiation, you know, propositions up front. You want to wait till you have leverage. So once you're deep in the deal, you do inspections. They come back, um, and the seller is motivated. You can say, Hey, look, it's termites. Um, it's it's the foundation has a, you know some issues. The roof is a little bit old. I'm gonna have to replace it. I need a credit. I need money back. Mm. Um. And you have to see, my seller was doing a 1031 exchange. So they were on the hook. They had to find another property within a certain amount of time before we close. You have to find a motivated seller that's willing to give you that that leeway. So to answer your question, they have to be motivated and you have to understand it. You can ask them, why are you selling? A lot of people don't think they'll give you the answer. People will tell you why they're selling. So you can just ask them. Okay. So, yeah, sorry to deviate you from the actual numbers you're going into. Yeah, we can do it naturally. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, so so, uh, 640... Um, the mortgage, because it's like 2%, was around like three grand. What attracted me to the property was that each unit was being rented for close to 1500 So, yeah, and, and that's low. That's low in L.A. And the reason but is, is that. Still, that's two units. That's your mortgage. My man. And so I'm I'm what? I'm living, living rent free. free. And, so, <laughs> and so when I calculate, I'm like, all right, 
I'm paying I'm paying the water, right? Because landlords in LA they have to pay the water, right? But the other utilities they're paying it. I'm paying seventy bucks a month, sixty bucks a month for um, landscaping. I could do the landscaping, but I pay them to do it. Um, I'm living in a triplex, Inglewood area, off Manchester, and I'm paying you know two hundred. Um, all expenses, 300, 400, whatever the number is, all expenses. Can't beat that. I can't beat it. And I'm up 200, 300, 400 grand in a couple of years. I, it's an appreciation market in, in, in California. Right now, I'm working on a 14 unit. We're going to be closing towards the end of this month. Um, and that's a cash flow play. This is in Pittsburgh. So the numbers are way different on that one. It's, it's going to be like a 14, 15% cash on cash return. So that means if you invest 100,000, <laughs> You invest a hundred thousand, you get fifteen thousand per you know per year you know in the cash flow. Sheesh. So um, so that one's a lot different, but it's not appreciation market. So I, I'm looking for pure cash flow there. So you just you just have to kind of see it. So the I'm way glad I like you're breaking down that distinction bad. between the two though, like mm-hmm. an appreciation market versus a cash flow market, like because then whenever you're talking about LA, people kind of shied away from some of these deals because they're not getting the cash flow that they would like. And you're not going to get the cash. I talk to a lot of my clients and my students. So just to be clear, we're living room free. My students buy all across America. So they're buying in Louisiana. They're buying in Dallas. They're buying all every state, basically. But people are attracted to me because they know I'm in L.A. and it works and I make it work in L.A. But I always tell them, remember, you're buying for appreciation. You're about to get rich off the appreciation in the short to medium to long term. But you may have to pay 500 a month. You may be paying a grand a month. But in L.A., a grand a month to own a triplex, own a four unit, you winning. That's solid. As long as you're not in the deepest of hoods, you're good. You're, you're straight if you're in a safe area and you're paying that much. So some of my clients pay like $1,500. One of my clients bought in Inglewood as well, paying like $1,800. It's a couple. So between the two of them, like $900. It's solid, bro. They're, they're, um, they're killing it. And so um, I just think people just have to keep it in mind is that with multifamily in L.A., your appreciation market is going to be different. So, yeah. For sure. So, Mark, bro, you got this deal out there in Pittsburgh that you said you're working on. Uh, the deal there, are you using the equity from the California property that appreciated 400 in the past couple of years? Yeah, so it's a combination of money that I've stacked. And I just want to say this, too. If you're a young, I like to speak to the men. Because, hey, you know, man, we, do it. It's, we need Talk more. to them. Yeah, we need brothers out, out there. If you're getting money, stack your money. Live beneath your means mm-hmm. um, and stack like your life depends on it. And those that are meant for you and to go with that journey, they'll understand you because people try to clown and, you know, they want us to flex and flaunt. Man, I live, I think I, I think I stack, I live on like 30% of or less of my income and stack 70% of my income. And the income is like hot on the higher side. So to stack 70% on the higher side of the income, is like incredible. So the whole point in saying that is just make sure you stack your money because in five years, 10 years, the, the people who've been investing and they got 10 grand a month in cash flow they got eight grand a month in cash flow passive they're the ones who really gonna be stunned flossing living free traveling doing whatever they want spend time with their daughter children family wives so a lot of the money is money that i stacked just from investment from my um from following like earn your leisure my ian the master investor Mm -hmm. uh, my own business closing deals in la and then some of it is from the the equity and the um and the asset yep so gosh gosh all in it's like i think i'm putting down like um it's like 140. The the numbers on that is a $715,000 deal, 14 units. Um, it's one six unit, two triplexes, and a duplex. Um, the down payment's one, one, like 140 grand. 
And then like uh, hard and soft costs is like 50, 50 grand. So like so it's like a grand. package deal that you're buying? Portfolio deal. I yep. got you. That's, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you were talking about, you know, the actual stacking your money and Have to, having man. being a high income earner. So if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What's the other side of your business? I know you're a realtor. Is mm-hmm. that where you making a lot of your money from, from? So, so you said like stacking the money. I just want to say this again. I'm sorry. I want to reiterate. It's good? not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. Mm-hmm. So I got a homeboy. I have online business. So I teach people. When I say my students, I have classes and I teach people how to invest in real estate with Living Rent Free. That's my online business and membership groups as well where we meet. I coach people, whatever. And then I have my realtor business where I help people close multifamily properties in in um, in Los Angeles. But I have homies that make a lot of money. And I say, do you have 30 grand stack? You have 50 grand stack? You have 60 grand? Do you have 100 grand stack? Liquid. You got more followers than dollars, like Drake said. Hmm. Everyone that sees you on social media, you in Amsterdam and you the man, but between me and you, I got to tell you, you slipping. You got to stack, you got to stack your money. And so, um, I just want to reiterate that, but those are the two businesses, bro. And also I did some speaking engagements because of the brand, but that's like a few thousand. I think I made like five, $6,000 or something like that. So it's not that much. I'm glad you mentioned like, you know, the hundred K cause I remember you oh, was yeah. going on a campaign <laughs> last year or was a year before last year. It was like hundred K in the, in the brokerage account. Yeah. Are you bullshit? Yeah. Liquid so, man. Yeah. So like speak to like, what was that thought process with that? And what was it like reaching that milestone? So, you know who put me onto it? Like, I think I heard it first through his name is Gerald Peters. He's a white dude. He's in Texas too. I think he's in Houston, but, um, he was the first one. He was like, if you're 30 years old and you don't have 100K put up, you've been bullshitting. What you been doing for the last 10 years? This just in. Breathing oxygen is linked to staying alive. And today's top story, if you like drinks, you're going to love Drizzly. Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery, where you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and get them all delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. Sources say that it all can be done on the Drizzly app or on drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Back to you, Tom. I got real estate. So I'm like, okay, I got my net worth is cool. You know, I, but he, but I, something strike me when he said, do you have 100K just stacked? But it, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't act on it. And then COVID hit and Xavier was saying, I used to think that like 20 grand put up, 30 grand put up was good to take advantage of opportunities. But then he said, I realized it wasn't enough. You need at least 100 grand. And when I saw him say that on the timeline, stacked, just in your savings account, just stacked up. So I'm like, fuck. After he said that, I said, I'm going on a campaign. I posted on Twitter. But I was going to put it in a brokerage account because I understood that the stocks were riding up. So it was going to push me beyond 100. Yeah. So that's why that's where the brokerage account thing came. But this my boy, Steven Story, challenged me. He said, I bet I could beat you. I bet I can get to the 100 grand before you. For the record, I beat him. <laughs> I got there six weeks. I beat him for the record. But he he inspired me. So what the journey was like, we met like every other day. And I never met him in person. He came out to L.A. and we met. But we met like every other day. We were talking, texting, inspiring each other. Yo, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Where you at? Where your number's at? And um, we got there. I got there in a short period, man. But to be honest, I had a little cushion already. So I think I got 70, 60 to 70% of it in like six weeks. Yeah. That's crazy but your subconscious mind starts thinking of ways to get there and so that's why i say you got to set goals you got to stack and be in stack mode because your mind and you start attracting people that'll help you 
I got attracted to Steven. So he's like my brother for life now, man. So and yeah, I think that's very that's super important Steven. what you just said Shout with Steven, Steven too. Like surrounding yourself with people who push you, like with you being like you guys kind of created that. I talk about things being an echo chamber, right? You mm-hmm. guys created your own ecosystem mm-hmm. to push each other forward. Do you think you would have been able to make that same amount of money and get seventy percent of your savings goal in six, seven weeks without? I'm not super competitive, man, but I, but I am competitive. If a, if a brother's like putting his wins in my face and, and, and you know bragging and stuff, so he's like, "Yo, I'm at, I'm at a thousand today. I'm at eight, I'm at eighteen hundred today, or whatever." I'm like, I'm not gonna let you just stun on me. You know what I mean? I gotta turn up. So I'm like, I'm at you know I'm at twelve hundred. By the end of the day, I beat you. I'm at twenty two hundred for the day, or whatever. So that pushed me, and that brother it created brotherhood and it's healthy competition. So, um, cause sometimes it's not healthy, you know what I mean? It's like people putting people down and shit like that. That's not my style. I like to uplift people and empower people. And so, um, so yeah, bro, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. That's why I say he's my brother for life, man. He changed my life, man. So, um, Steven changed my life too. He the reason yeah. I jumped off the porch with the IA shit, though. And what's so, IA, man, for clarity? Insurance uh, adjusting. Right? Yeah. So, uh, independent insurance adjusting, uh, to be specific. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember, uh, I had my license since 2019, and, uh, I got yeah. on a space where Steven was actually just talking about it. And he was like, yeah, man, I had somebody make a hundred thousand in six months. I was like, wait a minute, my nigga, what you mean, dog? <laughs> he was like, yeah, like it's it's like that. It's like that. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's 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 go with it. And then ever since then, like I've been turned up and as they was telling you, my recent deployment is really good. I'm making like 14 bands a month off of that shit. What? Say that again? Like 14 bands. Say, a lean month. to the mic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like 14 so, bands so, a so, month. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, bro. That's dope. Yeah, man. And definitely the IA world is definitely a motherfucking uh like I think I was telling you this prior to getting on camera, like definitely is a lucrative opportunity for a lot of people to just get started. And whenever you talk about stacking, it's a good way to start mm-hmm. stacking. I think a lot of times people we talk about making more money mm-hmm. and it's a common thing a lot of people will tell us they'll be like, Man, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, but they don't wanna make a change to start making more money. And, like, sometimes you got to hop out of a different field and go into a different thing, something that's going to be more lucrative. Like, you're a realtor. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into real estate, Paris made a great example. We're like, mm-hmm. bro, you, you want to get in real estate, you like, I don't have the money to buy a property. Mm-hmm. Go get your real estate license. Pay $1,200. Work your ass off. Close two, three deals. You're going to have your down payment right mm-hmm. there. But most of us, like, we always want to skip the work part, I think, a lot of times when it mm-hmm. comes to getting to the increase part. They just want the... They want spoils. The, the the spoils, but they don't want to do the work for it. Like like Tim said, they want the cherry on top, but, but they don't not, want the cake. Man, a lot of t- a lot of people overlook opportunity because it looks too much like hard work. Mm. I like to say that, or uh, I think Thomas Edison said like a lot of people avoid opportunity because it looks like overalls. Back then, they wore overalls. People mm, were yeah, so that's why he said that. But um, but yeah, man, you got You got to do the work, man. And on the other side of consistency and work. That's the spoils, bro. That's where that's where you get the that's where you get the wealth, man. And um, yeah, I love I love what y'all are doing. I love um, and, and, I, and I just want to say this too. That stacking, me looking at this property and how it's about to change my life because I'm gonna be halfway to my financial freedom goal, um, where I don't have to ever work again. I'm retired once I close on the deal. But I'm just grateful that I had Steven. I'm grateful that I was committed. I'm grateful that I did that stacking because now I'm like, wow, I can afford this, you know, commercial deal. And people are gonna send you more deals. I'm gonna start raising money after this and buying more apartments, and that credibility is there because you own them. You own a 14 unit. You know what I mean, you're already doing it. So, 
Yeah, man. Just make the sacrifice. All my brothers out there, make the sacrifice. One thing that I did want to speak about, like, just on the podcast in general is sometimes people see you in this winning season, right? And they're like, they... They start to compare themselves, right? Right. So something Deep that I always, yeah, something Deep that I joy. always think about though is being in your season, right? Mm-hmm. Life has seasons. Yeah. The actual weather has seasons. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, right? The time of spring going into summer, yeah. you can do anything to grass. You can do anything to a plant. Pop it's up. still going to keep on growing, it's right? Grow. So you got to realize that sometimes you have to be in your season, and it don't matter what life throw at you, whatever. Like you're going to keep on growing but sometimes you have to go through fall and winter as well right Not sometimes and every time exactly you right always come winter is yeah. always going to come yeah. it, it might not come for one year two years yep. three years it's gonna come. but it's going to come and those are the times where you have to be pressed down and you have to really be hardened so you can get to that next level of growth and i think sometimes people often compare themselves like wow that person is in their season they're taking off they're doing all of these things and they too often get they get distracted and they start comparing themselves like, why Why That's am I not too. doing this? Key, because bro. you got to realize this is not that season that you're in. So I'm glad that you brought that up, bro. Like, it just really just struck something in me. Man, that's so deep because I want to repeat, like, I'm 32 years old, right? I don't know how old you guys I'm are. I'm 28, bro. Y'all young. I mean, we all young, but, like, a lot of people that are killing it, they're benefiting from these podcasts and all that. We I didn't have this when I was 10 years ago. Earn Your Leisure, Black Wolf Renaissance, all this stuff didn't exist. It was my pops and maybe Jay Morrison before the controversy, but it was just that. It was that. That was it. I gotta. I gotta do the disclaimer, right? <laughs> but um, but you gotta realize. Like, I'll give an example. I tried to be a realtor. I think like six years ago. I was door knocking in the in the heat. People turned me down. Why do I want to work with you? I created a brand where I help people close on deals through my education, and then people came to me High and then top. I could use it. That was six years later. Man, with this with the with the multi unit in LA, man, I almost gave up. I'm the oldest sibling. I'm the one that's enthusiastic, go getter. My brothers had to come and inspire me. I was about to go get an apartment. I was about to quit because I put in over like 25 offers, and they don't show you that. They don't show when you crying on your birthday because you lost a deal. That you don't see that on the podcast. You mm. just hear the glory. Even this 14 unit, I was in escrow in this 14 unit earlier in the year, but I was too green. I didn't. I, I thought I saw everybody getting thirty percent cash on cash return, twenty five percent cash on cash return. I thought out the gate I should be getting that kind of profit. I walked away from the deal. Mm. Then after I got experience seeing what was out there, I said, "Wait a minute, this is a bomb ass deal. I could add value." And in year two, year three, I could come up. So I posted every day for three hundred sixty five days on my brand. I put, and that's how y'all started reposting. I posted every single day, sometimes more than once a day, twice a day. I was doing a campaign telling people you got to post two, three times a day. Consistency. Consistency. So it's like people don't see that part of it. And in terms of the jealousy, I know people that own, that make 25 grand a month. I had a boy who started with me, a white dude. He had a wife. And now he got the Tesla, the X7, BMW, the uh, primary residence in Scottsdale, all kind of properties. But I told myself, I'm going to be happy every time you close on a property because I'm up next. Mm. I hadn't had the triplex yet. I don't have. I didn't have a fourteen unit yet. But I said, if he can do it, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep that positive mindset. And it was years, and he was just closing. Him and his wife closed. They smiling, retiring. <laughs> this and I'm like, man. And I just oh, instead no of hate. hating, you clapping. Man, I'm clapping. I'm like, my, my time is coming. I just got to keep. I got to stay down. So don't compare yourself. And that's why I don't follow a lot of people. And I'm be straight with y'all. I got a lot of people muted on the timeline. Some of the people I follow, Facts. they muted on the timeline. It's love because in person. 
y'all not muted. I follow y'all. It's love, but a lot of people it's muted because you get distracted, and people don't post when they down. They only post the highlights. Facts. So, Facts. It'll get Facts. to your. It'll get to your mental health, man. You gotta stay down. Don't compare yourself unless you're saying I'm learning from them. They're inspiring me, and your time will come. It's like if you plant the seed and you nurture it, you it has to grow, man. It has to. Grow. It's the law. It's universal law. So if you stick to it, you'll 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 come up, man. That's it. That's it. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Love it, bro. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we just had to go off on a tangent right I love, show. I love it, though. Yeah. I love it, bro. But so one thing I did want to ask you about, um, this has been talk of the town news mm-hmm. lately, mm-hmm. the Bank of America, uh, 100% financing loan that they're coming in, no, no down payment for low-income communities. I want to get your thoughts on that. So... Um, I think it's called the Community Affordable Loan. They just released it, uh, announced it on August 30th, right? What's today? September 4th. So it's been like four or five days. Um, no down payment, no closing costs in Dallas, Charlotte, um, Los Angeles, and I think Detroit and Miami. I think I got all the cities. Um, the thing is that 100% finance, meaning you don't have any skin in the game, it's 100% down, uh, covered. I should not say 100% down. 100% of the loan and closing costs is covered by another entity that has been around for a long time. A lot of cities offer that. The NACA program offers that. Bank of America has pledged $15 billion towards that program with um, NACA. So they've been doing it for a long, long time. Um, this is kind of like, if I'm being straight, it's like optics. They have stolen so much fucking wealth from our community over the years um, through redlining, uh, through predatory lending. Where people who are ESL, our elderly grandmothers, people talking about don't sell grandmothers home. Bank of America been stealing our wealth, man. And another thing is, we own in some of the best neighborhood, uh, best cities. It's always a black neighborhood within ten minutes from downtown, fifteen That's minutes from fact. downtown. Yeah. Philly, New York, LA, <laughs> any city you go to, Dallas, Chicago, it's us. San Francisco, Oakland, and we there. But we don't value our neighborhoods. Ours is the hood, the ghetto, all that. Because our shit don't look like what they shit look like. Because we don't take care of our shit the way we should. And we and not then whenever they gentrify it and make it look like what it's supposed to, then that's whenever we get fucked out of our, our wealth. And so to speak specifically to the program, I think it's a good program. A lot of people are saying that it's a reverse redlining because why is it just keeping us only in our neighborhoods? But if you don't want to use that program, there's other programs you can use. You can mm-hmm. use the NACA program. You don't have to I'm buy use it. Then you can use it. You don't have to buy in a predominantly black neighborhood or predominantly Latino neighborhood. But my question is, is what's wrong with a predominantly black neighborhood? Inglewood, now it's actually predominantly like Latino. But my side where my triplex is, it's predominantly black. There's nothing wrong with a predominantly black neighborhood, right? You just want to buy along the path of gentrification and progress. Um, You want to make a wise investment. The numbers have to work. But um, there are some limitations to it. So you can buy multifamily, meaning you can buy a duplex, triplex, or four unit. Um... They also are offering a fifteen thousand uh, dollar, between ten and fifteen thousand uh, dollar grant on, uh, in addition to the down payment, like being covered, so you can walk in with equity. Um, and if you walk in with equity, that means you're not underwater 
uh, or you're less likely for being underwater. And what that means is that, say, the property value goes down, but your mortgage value is, is still above what you owe is still above what it's worth. Then you're technically underwater. So that helps getting that little bit of grant, and a little bit of equity. What I would say is for people to just wait for more details to come out about the program, because a lot of people are saying, oh, there's uh, you actually have to put five percent down if you're getting multifamily. Um, it's not no down payment. It's actually, they just give you 10 to 15,000. So it's a lot of confusion about mm -hmm. what's, you know, what the program is offering. Um, some people are saying what, uh, some people are criticized saying, where was this program when the rates were at 3%? Now that the rates are almost at 7%, they want to offer it to black people. They want to offer it to Latinos. I didn't even think about that yeah, part of that. What happened during the pandemic when it was 2%? Y'all should have been giving out no down payment. We would have been running up and locking in 2%, 3%. But now it's doubled, which could add anywhere between 100 to like 500 to your monthly payment. Now y'all want to offer it in just in black neighborhoods. And so, you know, there's some critique around it. But my thing is like ownership is key. If they can mm -hmm. get, if you can get into a multifamily, even a single family, and you can own that baby and it's no down payment, I'll say rock with it. Because guess what you're doing? Living rent free. There you go, man. <laughs> I, I love your fucking brand name. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. It's just amazing. Have to lock it in, man. Have to lock it in. Love it. Yeah. So I do appreciate you sharing that because, like, I've whenever we shared it, uh, I noticed the criticism and I was like, damn, bro. It's, I understand that, like, Bank of America may have a troubled history, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of times with our people in our community, we try to find problems with everything mm -hmm. before we even try to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, like Jalen and me said, we personally, and a nigga told me this at the event yesterday, uh, my boy Derek. I, we going to have to get Derek on the pod soon. He <laughs> told me, Scotty like, told me I was bullshitting at the beginning that, of the that, year. That nigga Derek told me, see, he looked at me today in my soul. Just met that man. He said, boy, you're bullshitting. He said, he cold with it. He said, you, you don't own no property. You bullshitting, You bullshitting. Bro. 14K a month? You ain't got no property? You got property? No, not yet. You bullshitting. Bullshitting. And it's You're like, bullshitting. I, I can mic. say that to you honestly <laughs> on this podcast. I want to say this to people because like we looking at this and it's like, bro, they got programs like this and they got all these things that we can take advantage of. And people like us, we sit here and we learn from people like yourself. But if we don't take the fucking initiative and the opportunity to take advantage of shit, what the fuck are we really doing here? Got to take action, man. At the end of the day. And not to get on you, Jalen, but oh, no, no, yeah, no. you bullshitting. Yeah, I, yeah, I already know, bro. I, I take it, I take <laughs> it with a, like, I take it with but a, I'll heart. be honest, like, so I had to rebuild and get to a point where I can't become lendable again. And it's your journey. Because, yeah, it, it, it is a different journey, mm -hmm. but I definitely, I know I was bullshitting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, hey, I've <laughs> taken the steps that I need to, and I have been putting myself in a position to get my property and shit together. And so. I love that. It's nothing wrong with getting into position. Because I don't tell a lot of my story, but like I said, my dad sold coke. My mom passed away when I was a teenager. I didn't have a lot of foundation. Some of these people, I know I know some of these gurus and stuff like that. Both their parents, doctors. They grew up, went to top schools. Life was easy, you know what I mean? And so I don't compare myself to people that got wise with booming businesses, people that got parents that went to Stanford, UCLA, Harvard. I just played my cards and ran it up. And that's it. And so not to... You know, we putting pressure oh, on no, you. No, no. But yeah, but we not. But each journey is different. And it's okay to say, you know what? I always say thank you to Nipsey Hussle because he taught us that it's okay to take the long way. Oh, yeah. Because Mar I had to take the, the long marathon, way. Marathon continues. The marathon continues. I had to take the long way, man. I wasn't born rich. I didn't have all these opportunities on that. I took the long way and I'm still wealthy. I'm still building wealth. I'm still doing my thing. So it's nothing wrong with taking the long way, y'all. Appreciate Love it, bro. Brother. Thank you for giving these, these yeah. gems this game. So. You got any other particular questions you want to get into? Uh, not no, not 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 right now. 
I say, man, we, well, Mark, man, I want to we'll ask you to the last. Yeah, last my, my favorite Uh-oh. question, brother. So, what's a personal finance tip or principle that you live by that you want to share with our audience? Hmm, personal finance tip. Hmm. I say, buy your first property before you buy your first luxury car. And not just property, an income-producing property, a multifamily property. Get your duplex, triplex, four-unit before you get that luxury that luxury car. Because the wealth is building in the background. You're getting cash flow, appreciation, and you can get the, the whip. Right now, I really want to get an Audi, man. That's my, that's my, that's my dream car. But I got to close on the apartment buildings, man. I got to get the apartment buildings, and then we'll focus on the Audi. I like that. Which baby. Audi? I, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Yet. I want to get S5 or a Q5. I'm not sure which one I'm going I'm to get, so... I like yeah, that. I've been route. test driving. Oh. So I've been driving see. his Beamer, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all rich. I'm not as rich as y'all. No, no, no. <laughs> no, see, look, and no. I, I'm glad that we on this conversation, though, because I can speak from experience in the fact that buying a property before a luxury car is always smart. I bought this car specifically Turo. for the reasons to do Turo, right? But cars are depreciating assets, and cars have mechanical issues that's going to cost you. A rental property... At the very worst come to worst, you buy a rental property and shit starts breaking and it appreciates in value. You can borrow against the fucking value of that property to fix it. You can't do that with no car. Mm-hmm. Sure fucking can't. You can't do that. And so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I would say and agree with that. Like mm-hmm. buying a car to do Turo, don't get me wrong, it's still a good idea. Cool. You can make cash flow. But that appreciation piece is where you're not building you're wealth. Missing. That control, that ownership, man, it's it's priceless, man. Even the tax benefits. I didn't even talk about all the tax benefits. So many tax benefits in real estate. That's how Donald Trump didn't pay. How much he pay? A dollar, four dollars, something uh, like that. I, 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 I know that crazy. that last tax play he did. It was cold. That blood. cold. I'm talking, I'm talking about the the. Uh, on the golf course, yeah, buried that, that's his a cold, wife. That's a cold. You ain't see where he buried his wife on the golf course? No, no, not his wife. He buried his ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yeah. ex-wife. ex-wife. I thought nah, she was still nah, living. Nah, buried <laughs> his ex-wife on the golf course. What? So it's not considered. Yeah, it's, it's considered uh, a cemetery. cemetery. So it's tax tax free. So he doesn't have to pay taxes on that land no more. He cold blooded with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that nigga crazy. But you could do the same thing and get on the other side of the cash register. So. um I can't emphasize it enough. Please own real estate, man. It's just life changing. So, like you said, depreciation, appreciation, all that shit. Yeah. So, I got my three questions. Okay, are you frugal or a flexer? I'm more frugal, man. I'm more frugal. I flex with. I like to flex with assets and having money to spend. I like discretionary income. So, I like tipping heavy. I like you know check picker up or like buying stuff for my lady or my family or whatever. I like that, but not like material flossy stuff, man. This is a fossil watch. Cost me like a hundred bucks. Uh, you know, I got the chain tuck. I'm just chilling, man. I don't, I don't flex like that. Yeah, that's a bet. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. There are a million apps out there, but how many of them deliver alcohol? And how many of those have a sweet bear logo? Exactly. Which is why you should try Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. Let's see your flashlight app do that. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. 
Second, how are you building wealth for your future generation or to leave a legacy? The main thing, man, is um is the real estate and getting my mental health stuff right, man. Like that's important because if I'm emotionally balanced, I can get with my lady. She's mostly balanced, and you could be there because you can buy all the properties in the world and not have a relationship with your kids. Mm. They hate you. You're not building right. So those two things, like the emotional, mental health, spiritual side, strong, and then the money, you bulletproof, man. Gucci. I love it. So. Last question: Do you have life insurance? Yes, I don't have enough though. Yeah, I don't have enough. It's about a three hundred thousand dollar policy, which I know I feel like embarrassed because I know y'all into the million dollar policies. Y'all promote all that, but the reason why this is why is that like my beneficiary is my younger brother. He's an engineer, so he's gonna be my business partner, and I trust him um, with everything. So on all my stuff, you know, will and testimony, all that shit, it's all in his name. So um, he's learning property management stuff like that now. So any, if I pass away, he gets everything. But I don't have children. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to go crazy with paying every month towards life insurance if I don't have nobody to pass it to. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's getting the, the 100K in the brokerage. He's getting a 14 unit. He's getting the tribe. Beneficiary on all he's that. All, he's getting everything. So I tell him, too. I'm like, you the one, man. So make sure you stay keep your but head on straight. You're going to be around for yeah. a long time. But yeah, I, yeah. I do enjoy <laughs> having this conversation still because I think it's something that uh, us as a community, we kind of shy away from. Mm-hmm. The, the, we look at it as death insurance always. It's like it's not always just death insurance. It's benefits to owning life insurance policies. And mm-hmm. I and like I know it's like infinite banking. That's why I said I don't know that much. Oh uh, yeah, I just yeah. said three hundred. I throw my hands nah, up. Nah, bro. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But like, about still, it. even that is good. It's good that you have, have it in it. the yeah. first and place. I, and you know what? I you know I have that. I told my brother like use that to pay down the pay down the mortgage because we got other assets to cover. Like you know, mm-hmm. like a funeral or. Stuff like that. You don't have to worry about that. But in terms of like what you inherit, this will be long term. Always think long term. Don't sell it. Learn how to manage it. Operate it. You'd be Gucci. So, so that's yeah, that's up. it. That's so, up. Yeah. Mark, let them know where they can follow you, where they can keep uh, in touch. The camera's still on me? Yeah, let it, them know where right. they can uh, purchase the If, if they're try, if they oh, trying yeah, to in. be uh, uh, a member of the mentorship, how, how can they get involved? So, um, follow me on Instagram, Living Rent Free. So it's Living Rent Free, no G L I V I N Rent Free. So at Living Rent Free on um, LinkedIn, you can find me as well, Mark Jones. Um, Twitter, Living Rent Free uh, with an underscore at the end. Uh, click the link in the bio. All the information is in there. I do webinars every week, free webinars, and then you have my course. I plug my course crazy online for my followers because I, I give value. They already know I'm there to give them value. But on podcasts, I don't talk much about it. But I have a highly rated course where people learn from. They go from beginner to owning four units in cities like, you know, Harlem, cities like Los Angeles, Oakland, um, Dallas. Places uh, where they say it's too expensive it's, to buy. It's, it's impossible, right? Um, and even cheap places. I mean, Chicago, Indiana, um, Ohio. Uh, one of my students in Philly bought a triplex. Now she just bought a seven-bedroom um, house this week. Sheesh. People own in Orange County, so that's like really expensive. I was telling them earlier, Kobe, you know, Kobe lived, rest in peace, lived in Newport Beach, so it's like an expensive area. Um, again, Los Angeles, Inglewood, fucking anywhere. Uh, it, basically, if you if it's an American state or city, you could buy there. And I've had students that have purchased there. Only place I haven't had students buy is Hawaii, which is really expensive. But um, DC, um, South Carolina, North Carolina. Everywhere, man. So if you want to get the course, want to get the game, and it's affordable, again, tap in with the course. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you. Well, Mark, brother, I want to say thank you so much, man, for coming through in Dallas. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Great to finally connect in person. This is always a pleasure anytime I get to meet somebody that 
online that like I, I didn't even think about it like you said whenever you first started the brand I was a supporter of didn't even know it bro, shit, bro. Didn't, I was even, like, didn't even know it bro but like it's, it's great to always make these connections with people who are doing things that are really benefiting the community so I definitely appreciate you uh, coming through and before we get up out of here man yes, get some house cleaning items hey yo blackmensummit.com I know Mark spoke Need directly y'all to there. our young brothers all us brothers man look we gotta be focused we gotta be really focused on building time to get your shit together it's time to get your shit together October 22nd in Dallas Texas we doing the black men summit black wealth renaissance black men's wear black man can and the dad gang four black men led organizations that are Actively working to change the narrative of what it looks like to be a black man in America. Not even what it just looks like, what it's like to operate as a black man. Let's in go. As well. You're, you're right. And we are putting together a one of one of a kind event. This ain't gonna be your typical seminar where you just sitting down listening to niggas talk all day. This is gonna be an event that's gonna be one to remember. You'll be able to walk away with actionable items Action. to really implement into your life as well. That's a fact. And all we saying is that tickets are on sale. Early bird tickets right now. They're $100 and the price will go up. So we highly, highly, highly suggest that you, you go to blackmensummit.com. Again, that's blackmensummit.com and get your ticket before them bitches go up in price. That's all I'm going <laughs> to hey, say. Y'all miss Blackwell's now. Don't play yourself again. That's don't, all yeah, I'm Don't say. play yourself twice. You play yourself. Fool me can't get fooled again. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> But so, uh, I got a few things yeah. I want to get into as well. Um, as always, I want to say thank you to all of the listeners. Appreciate y'all for tapping in week in, week out. Make sure y'all leave us a five star rating and review. I need that. Just leave us something. Let us know what y'all think about the podcast. Make sure y'all tap into uh, us on YouTube if you want to see the visuals as well. Um, also, Make sure y'all donate if y'all want to support the show. Man, we need uh, a we studio, We are focusing guys. on our studio at the end of this year. So um, we're focused on building us a studio, focusing on bringing in more creatives, and really just taking our team to the next level. Y'all have been rocking with us since 2019. It's 2022, and we still going up. Just got the Revolt deal, and we taking it to the next level. Man. Congratulations, man. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. That's dope. Uh, that's all I got though So until next time This is Black Wealth Renaissance Signing out Peace Hey there Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? 
head over to amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.